Welcome to Artificial Pulse, the podcast that brings you the latest positive innovations in technology, giving you a glimpse into a brighter future. Our podcast is completely generated by AI with the goal of giving you the most insightful and up-to-date information on advancements in technology. Please note that while we aim for accuracy, there may be some unintentional inaccuracies or repetitions, and we recommend referring to our show notes to find links to the sources of all of the information summarized here. And here's our update for today, Friday, June 2, 2023. AI researcher Kyung Hyun Cho has criticized the current discourse around AI risk, stating that the focus on potential existential threats from future development of artificial general intelligence, a GI, is distracting from the real issues posed by today's AHO expressed disappointment about the lack of concrete proposal at recent Senate hearings related to regulating AI's current harms and a lack of discussion on how to boost beneficial uses of AI. He also warned against glorifying hero scientists or taking any one person's warnings as gospel and offered concerns about the effective altruism movement that funds many AGI efforts. Cho believes that while the fascination with the potential of AGI is understandable, the exaggeration of its differences from humans is sucking the air out of the room, distracting from more immediate benefits and harms of AI. Continuing our AI coverage, the Transform 2023 Leadership Summit is a private and off-the-record event for executives to explore the ways AI is disrupting the technology landscape worldwide. The summit will feature five concurrent roundtable discussions, each lasting an hour, on topics such as reducing bias with explainable AI, environmentally sustainable AI, creating guidelines and transparency for responsible AI, communicating risk while managing security, and managing the impact of AI on the workforce with technology and human partnerships. The discussions will be facilitated by experts who will encourage open and meaningful exchanges of knowledge, experience, and insights among participants. At the end of each session, all groups will come together for a debrief to share key insights and considerations. The summit is open to senior product, brand, innovation, and marketing executives from various industries, and registration includes access to the full Transform event. Participants will have the opportunity to learn what their peers are doing in their own companies and how they are addressing challenges and opportunities in the AI landscape. Continuing with the topic of AI, Apple has posted a new job opening on its website, seeking software engineers with knowledge of generative artificial intelligence, AI, and mixed reality environments. The role requires experience in machine learning and an interest in conversational and generative AI, which are technologies behind tools such as ChatGPT reports suggest that Apple's first mixed reality headset is expected to be an ultra-premium product priced around $3,000. It will feature top-of-the-line specifications, including an innovative three-display configuration with two 4K micro-LED panels and allow users to switch between augmented reality and virtual reality modes. Apple CEO Tim Cook agrees that generative AI is certainly very interesting, but warned that such AIs have issues that need to be sorted. While the headset is expected to be introduced at WWDC 2023, a new version of Siri based on AI models may take longer to see the light of day. As we continue to highlight inspiring tech innovations, we ask you to please consider becoming a supporter through Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash artificial pulse. By becoming a supporter, you can contribute to our mission of providing updates on the latest positive innovations in technology. Also, in each episode, we'll mention the names of each of our supporters to thank them for their support. In addition, higher-tier supporters can have a short advertisement played in each episode of Artificial Pulse. 
Once again, thanks for listening and please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash artificial pulse. Moving on to another AI update, researchers at NVIDIA have created a Minecraft bot called Voyager that uses the language model GPT-4 to solve problems within the game. This project shows the potential for language models to perform helpful actions on computers, such as automating routine office tasks. Voyager builds a library of code over time to learn how to make increasingly complex things and explore more of the game. The code generated by GPT-4 is refined using error messages, feedback from the game, and a description of the code generated by GPT-4. Voyager performs better than other Minecraft agents, obtaining more items, exploring farther, and building tools much more quickly. This process could be adapted for a software assistant that works out how to automate tasks via the operating system, on APC or phone. Microsoft, which owns Minecraft, is also training AI programs to play it, and the company recently announced Windows 11 Copilot, an operating system feature that will use machine learning and APs to automate certain tasks. Video games have long been a testbed for AI algorithms, and Minecraft provides a relatively safe environment to experiment with this kind of technology. Continuing with the latest in AI news, Automation Anywhere has partnered with Amazon Web Services, AWS, to provide enterprises with a combination of intelligent automation and generative AI capabilities, according to a joint press release. The partnership will enable Automation Anywhere customers to leverage AWS's Amazon Bedrock and SageMaker Jumpstart offerings, among other technologies, to build generative AI-powered applications quickly and with the best model for their application. The companies intend to integrate generative AI-driven solutions in areas including customer experience, document processing, and contact center intelligence, reinforcing and enhancing their go-to-market relationship. Automation Anywhere is also collaborating with Google Cloud on generative AI-powered automation tools, which will be unveiled soon. According to Mike Micucci, Chief Operating Officer at Automation Anywhere, the synergistic combination of automation and generative AI represents a significant productivity gain that could transform entire industries and change how we work. Expanding on our coverage of AI, the French Tennis Federation has enlisted Bodyguard.i, a technology company, to provide players with an optional AI program that blocks negative and hateful comments on their social media accounts in real time. The software is available for free to all 700 to 800 players in the tournament, including wheelchair competitors, juniors, singles, and doubles. Several players have already signed up for the service. The aim of the program is to protect the mental health of athletes and help them focus on their performance on the court by shielding them from harassment, discrimination, insults, threats, and mockery. Players need to scan a QR code before connecting to social media accounts, and private messages are not moderated. If requested by the FFT, the company can provide extracts of messages and identities of culprits in the event of legal action. The program uses Bodyguard.i's own AI technology to identify and block 90% of toxic content automatically. The program will also provide daily reports to tournament organizers, showing the number of messages received and deleted, and alert them in case of an attack. The cost to the Federation was between $30,000 and $50,000. In other news related to AI, the rise of synthetic identity fraud is becoming a growing concern for financial and commerce systems, with losses estimated to reach almost $5 billion by 2024. Synthetic identity fraud is difficult to identify and stop, with attackers using personally identifiable information to create fake identities that blend into the broader population. 
Many fraud detection models miss up to 95% of likely synthetic identities, due in part to limited transaction data and lack of real-time insights. To address this issue, enterprises are turning to AI to help prevent and detect synthetic identity fraud. One approach is to score the depth and consistency of profile data across sources to differentiate low-consistency slash low-depth and high-consistency slash high-depth profiles. Another is to use machine learning algorithms to analyze a broad base of telemetry data over years of transaction activity to gain real-time visibility into fraudulent activities. By investing in enhanced fraud prevention modeling apps, CISOs can better protect their customers' trust and avoid significant financial losses from synthetic identity fraud. Moving on to Apple News, the latest edition of Apple at Work features an interview with John Bennett, CEO of Dashlane, discussing the benefits of passkeys and how they can improve security. The conversation also explores how Touch ID has led to a greater acceptance of biometric authentication in place of passwords. With the increasing prevalence of cyber attacks and data breaches, using passkeys instead of traditional passwords offers a more secure solution. Additionally, biometric authentication can provide a more convenient user experience while maintaining high levels of security. The discussion highlights the importance of prioritizing security measures in the workplace and considering alternatives to traditional password authentication. Overall, the episode emphasizes the need for businesses to adapt to new technologies that offer better protection against cyber threats. And now we move on to clean energy innovations-related news. The U.S. Department of Energy is investing $46 million in eight companies working on nuclear fusion power plants, which generate electricity by mimicking the process stars used to create their own energy. The Biden administration wants to achieve a pilot-scale demonstration of fusion within a decade, after a breakthrough in December 2022 that showed fusion could provide clean energy for humanity. Unlike nuclear fission power plants, which split atoms to generate energy and produce radioactive waste, fusion reactors force lighter atoms together to create heavier ones and avoid creating waste. However, fusing atoms requires extreme heat and pressure, making it difficult to achieve in a lab. To receive the funding, each company must show that its technology can achieve a net energy gain and sustain a fusion reaction long enough to generate useful electricity. The DOE selected a range of technologies to fund, including tokamak devices and less mature techniques. The companies have 18 months to hit milestones and will be eligible for more federal cash pending congressional budget approval. The Energy Act of 2020 and CHIPS and Science Act of 2022 authorized $415 million for fusion research and development, but the initiative hasn't been fully funded yet. In other news related to climate progress, scientists aboard the Terra Pacific Expedition have conducted an unprecedented study of coral reef microbes in order to understand their role in the survival of coral reefs. The two-year voyage mapped out the bacteria, viruses, and other microorganisms that inhabit these ecosystems, forming a mutually beneficial relationship with coral, fish, and plankton. As climate change poses an existential threat to coral reefs, understanding these microbial communities could help scientists develop strategies to protect them. The research found that these microorganisms are vital to the health of the coral, helping it adapt to changing conditions and ward off disease. The study has provided new genetic clues that could unlock potential solutions for the preservation of these essential ecosystems. Shifting to innovative transportation news, Volkswagen has unveiled the U.S. version of its ID.Buzz, a long wheelbase electric microbus with three rows of seating. The vehicle boasts more space, updated technology and more powerful powertrains while retaining its iconic style. At 192.4 inches in length, the new model is just under 7 inches longer than the two-row European version that debuted last year, 
but with a 9.9-inch longer wheelbase. Its battery capacity will provide an estimated range of 250 miles on a single charge, and fast charging capabilities allow for an 80% charge in just 38 minutes. The automaker plans to launch the new vehicle in dealerships next year with production taking place in Germany, though there are also plans to produce it in the U.S. starting in 2024. The ID Buzz is part of Volkswagen's larger push to shift towards electric vehicles, with the company planning to invest roughly $86 billion over the next five years into EV development and production. Continuing with the topic of innovative transportation, Volkswagen has unveiled the U.S. version of its electric van, the ID Buzz, which is 10 inches longer than the European model to include a removable third row. The American market overwhelmingly preferred a three-row version in consumer feedback, according to Volkswagen Group CEO of the Americas, Pablo DC. A long wheelbase ID Buzz will sport a 91kWh battery pack and is expected to go on sale in the third quarter of 2024, offered in two configurations at launch. A rear-wheel drive single-motor variant will output 282 horsepower and 406 pound-feet of torque with a targeted EPA range of around 260 miles, while the all-wheel drive version will have 330 horsepower. The vehicle supports up to 200 kW at a compatible DC fast-charging station and 11 kW for at-home AC charging. The removable third row opens up the seating to seven people or six if optional captain's chairs are included in the second row. The second row tilts and moves forward four inches to assist ingress and egress to the back seat and can move forward or back 7.9 inches for more leg room or cargo space. The Buzz continues the retro design of the exterior while offering updated features such as two powered rear sliding windows, rear HVAC vents, and plenty of storage space. The pricing details and reservation system have not been confirmed yet by Volkswagen. In other innovative transportation news, despite hype and high expectations for self-driving cars a few years ago, many companies have shut down their self-driving projects, leading some to believe the technology was a failure. However, Waymo and Cruise have continued to invest in developing self-driving technology and are testing it in Phoenix and San Francisco. Although there is no guarantee of success, experts believe that progress will continue, and these technologies could become profitable. Industry analyst Sam Abul Samad believes that by the end of 2025, Waymo and Cruise could be operating in up to 12 cities across the U.S. to varying degrees of scale. Furthermore, those who have experienced Waymo's driverless taxi service in Phoenix have praised its performance and noted steady improvements. A significant step forward came with the debut of Jaguar IPA CESU versus outfitted with Waymo's fifth-generation hardware, which has resulted in smoother and more confident rides. While a profitable self-driving car industry may still be years away, the development of such technology continues to progress steadily. Now on to our next innovative transportation update. Fisker's Ocean Extreme SUV has received an official EPA range estimate of 360 miles, making it the longest-range SUV under $200,000 available for purchase in the United States. The high range comes from the vehicle's aerodynamic design and a 113kWh battery pack that powers the SUV Fisker's confirmed EPA range exceeds its original estimates and also surpasses other long-range EVs versus like the Tesla Model X, the Rivian R1S, and the Ford Mustang Mach-E. The Ocean Extreme can be fully charged through a fast charger in approximately 33 minutes and offers optional 22-inch wheels that won't significantly affect the range. Though Fisker is new to the EV game, this production-ready Ocean Extreme model appears to compete successfully with others in its category.
Shifting to metaverse-related news, Meta, formerly known as Facebook, has announced its latest VR headset, the Quest 3, three days before Apple's WWDC event. The new device will be an improvement over the Quest 2 with a starting price of $500, which is more expensive than its predecessor but cheaper than Sony's PlayStation VR 2. The Quest 3 features new Touch Plus controllers, improved haptics, reduced size, lighter weight, and mixed reality capabilities that allow the user to blend video from the real world with VR on the headset's displays. Mark Zuckerberg revealed details about the Quest 3 on his Instagram channel, stating that more information would be released during Meta's Connect Developer Conference in September. The Quest 3 does not have eye tracking like the Quest Pro but it is a better VR headset overall. Additionally, the Quest 2 will receive a software update and a price drop back to its original starting price of $300. Finally, Meta also revealed upcoming VR games for both the Quest 2 and Quest 3, including an Assassin's Creed VR game, a game based on the Attack on Titan anime series, a port of Sega's classic game Sama do Amigo, and a standalone VR sequel to the PC RPG Asgard's Wrath. Moving on to the next Metaverse-related topic, as summer approaches in the Northern Hemisphere, there are several sky events to look out for in June. These include a supermoon on June 3rd, which coincides with the strawberry moon, and an elusive meteor shower called the Oriadids, happening from May 29th to June 17th, with peak activity around June 4th. The solstice marks the official start of summer in the Northern Hemisphere on June 21st, when the Earth is at its most extreme tilt. Although there isn't much to see on this day, it is an important moment in our planet's cycle. And now we move on to physics-related news. Scientists have detected the gravitational waves produced by two black holes merging about a billion light-years from Earth, which have been converted into a distinctive chirp sound. While sound cannot travel through the vacuum of space, the undulations in the fabric of space-time that occur when massive objects move produce gravitational waves that ripple outwards at the speed of light and can be detected and recorded by observatories that use lasers as their ears. Scientists have built a global network of these observatories, including LIGO in the U.S., VIRGO near Pisa, Italy, and KAGRA in Hida, Japan, among others, to listen to gravitational waves from cosmic sources. By time-stamping a wave's exact arrival time in each arm of an observatory, and cross-checking between multiple observatories around the world, scientists can pinpoint the wave's direction and source location. The chirps picked up by these detectors can reveal much more than just the final moments of merging massive bodies. They can also provide rich data sets that allow astronomers to measure the expansion rate of the universe and perform better tests of Einstein's general relativity. Currently, there are 93 confirmed mergers, and astrophysicists hope to double this number over the next 18 months, turning once rare chirps into a cosmic chorus and expanding the soundscape of the universe. Moving on to science updates, scientists have successfully grown primate embryos in a laboratory for 25 days post-fertilization, achieving significant developmental landmarks never observed before in culture, including the start of organ development. Researchers used fertilized embryos from a macaque species and developed techniques that promoted three-dimensional growth of the embryo, allowing them to cultivate primate embryos that more closely resemble the their in utero counterparts. This breakthrough could help understand congenital birth defects and organ development in humans. The ability to track these processes in the lab bypasses ethical and legal limitations of studying human embryogenesis and bridges the gap between our understanding of mouse and chicken embryos, which are not as similar to humans as primates. While survival rates were not high, this achievement marks a significant improvement over earlier techniques and stands as an important step toward developing a primate system for studying embryogenesis. 
Moving on to space updates, the James Webb Space Telescope has detected water vapor in the atmosphere of a massive, superhot gas giant exoplanet called WASP-18b. Orbiting its star in less than one Earth day, the planet is located 400 light-years away from Earth and is 10 times more massive than Jupiter. Due to its close proximity to its parent star, most water molecules break apart, making it difficult for telescopes to detect residual water. However, Webb's observing powers enabled it to identify multiple small water features despite the extreme temperatures of almost 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit, 2,700 degrees Celsius. The telescope also enabled scientists to map the temperature differences across the planet's surface, revealing that the most intensely illuminated parts can be up to 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, 1,100 degrees Celsius, hotter than those in the twilight zone. Scientists believe that there may be an undiscovered mechanism responsible for this temperature difference, such as a strong magnetic field. This discovery was made possible by the sensitivity of the James Webb Space Telescope, which provided detailed maps of hot giant planets like WASP-18b for the first time. On to the next piece of space news, the month of May 2023 was a significant one for space flight, as a variety of missions were launched into space. Private missions to the International Space Station took off, a space tourism venture resumed its operations, and spacecraft previously launched continued to navigate the cosmic highways. The article showcases some of the best spaceflight images from May, including a new lunar lander, robot snakes, and other striking visuals that capture the excitement and possibilities of space exploration. These images serve as a reminder of the progress that has been made in space technology and the potential for further advancements in the future. Continuing our coverage on space, Sierra Space has completed the first power-up of its Dream Chaser spaceplane, bringing it closer to its maiden mission to low Earth orbit. The test simulated the power that would be generated by Dream Chaser's solar arrays once it is in orbit and its systems are turned on. The futuristic-looking shuttle can carry up to 12,000 pounds of cargo to orbital pit stops such as the International Space Station, ISS, and is designed to survive atmospheric re-entry and perform runway landings. Sierra Space plans to launch the first Dream Chaser, named Tenacity, at the end of 2023 for a supply mission contract with NASA to send cargo to the ISS and wants to launch crewed missions to its own space station, Orbital Reef. Moving on to another space update, an art project called A-Sign in Space has been launched to decode an artist's test signal from aliens, despite the difficulties of deciphering messages from extraterrestrial life. Although humans have sent out their own simple messages into space, including Frank Drake's message from the Arecibo Observatory and the golden records on the Voyager spacecraft, aliens might beam back something more complex or in a format never encountered before. The sign in space experiment is not about finding alien life, but rather a way to reach a wide global audience and evoke thoughts and emotions around the concept of alien contact. Thousands of people from around the world have been discussing theories on a Discord channel as they work on decoding attempts, including submitted sketches, images, poems, and essays. Anthropologist William Lempert led a workshop for the project about different cultural outlooks on the celestial realm, noting that most people imagine outer space and aliens as neither outer nor alien. Philosopher and ethicist Chelsea Haramia will lead a workshop later in June about how people can deal with uncertainty when thinking about alien contact. The creator of the project, Daniela DePaulis, believes it will take at least weeks, or possibly months, before someone cracks the message. Next up in space news, the European Space Agency, ESA, will livestream imagery from its Mars Express orbiter in near real time to celebrate the 20th anniversary of its launch. 
the livestream event will showcase images snapped by the probe's visual monitoring camera, VMC, which was originally designed to monitor the separation of Beagle 2. The VMC was turned off after that, but it was turned back on in 2007 to snap imagery for education and outreach activities and for science work as well. The livestream will begin today at noon EDT, 1600 GMT, and last an hour, showcasing the closest you can get to a live view from the red planet. If all goes according to plan, Mars Express images will get to Earth today 18 minutes after they're snapped. Mars Express, which launched with a lander called Beagle 2 landed on Mars on Christmas Day 2003. Although Beagle 2 wasn't able to communicate due to a technical issue, Mars Express has studied the red planet in detail over the years with seven different scientific instruments. Among other accomplishments, it detected methane in the Martian atmosphere, mapped ice composition near the planet's poles, and spotted a possible subsurface lake near Mars' south pole. The VMC team member Jorge Hernandez Bernal said that new, more sophisticated methods of operations and image processing were developed to get better results from the camera, turning it into Mars Express' eighth science instrument. Continuing with the topic of space, SpaceX's 28th commercial resupply mission, CRS-28, is set to launch on June 3, carrying new science experiments and provisions to the International Space Station, ISS. The cargo mission will provide research, logistical supplies, and necessities to the Expedition 69 crew aboard the ISS as well as resupply over 30 ongoing investigations already aboard the ISS. Additionally, six CubeSats will be launched as part of the Nanorax 26 mission, including one named Moonlighter designed for real-time cybersecurity testing in orbit. Among the research headed to the station are studies exploring DNA changes in microgravity, automated spacecraft docking prototypes, a study into blue energy discharges from thunderstorms, a handful of CubeSats from student project groups across Canada, and solar arrays to augment electricity generation at the station. Furthermore, the Plant Habitat 03, PH03, project focuses on measuring telomeres using Arabidopsis plants that have previously shown genetic changes to the length of their telomeres while in space. This experiment aims to observe how similar crop plants respond to spaceflight. Now on to our next space update. Astronomers have observed Betelgeuse, one of the brightest stars in the night sky, getting brighter over the past few months. This has led to speculation that the star might soon explode in a supernova, which would be visible even in daylight. Betelgeuse is a red giant, and it's believed that the star is now fusing helium into carbon and oxygen, which will eventually lead to its demise in a supernova explosion. In December 2019, Betelgeuse unexpectedly dimmed beyond what had ever been seen before, hitting a low 2.5 times fainter than its usual dimmest shine. This event was later traced to an enormous expulsion of material from the star's interior that created a huge dust cloud that subsequently obscured our view of the star. Although Betelgeuse has since recovered its usual brightness, the star has not been quite its old self since the great dimming. Its brightness oscillation period has halved to 200 days, and on top of that, the star now appears to be going through an extra brightening. However, astronomers believe that the star is still tens of thousands or maybe a hundred thousand years away from exploding if their models are correct. When the star runs out of helium, it will sustain itself by burning carbon and oxygen into neon and magnesium, and burn those into silicon. Eventually, the star's core fills with iron, and that's when the fireworks begin. And now moving on to onto virtual augmented reality news, Quint, an augmented reality, AR technology platform that optimizes factory procedures, has raised $6 million in a combined seed and pre-seed funding round. 
the platform provides operators with an intuitive mobile experience, offering dynamic and contextual assistance that accelerates learning speed and enhances knowledge retention. Squint's technology enables organizations to digitize standard operating procedures, reducing the need for an IT team and allowing for faster completion of tasks with improved safety. The platform is used by companies across the manufacturing and energy sectors to optimize individualized learning and reduce operator training time by up to 86%. Its unparalleled flexibility allows content creation on the spot without a QR code or 3D model, and its self-guided teaching format empowers operators to pause at each step of the procedure and absorb the content through their preferred media. Squint's AR-powered technology can potentially increase factory operations and transform the way workers interact with machines and applications beyond the factory floor. Continuing our coverage on virtual augmented reality, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg has shared more information about the company's next virtual reality headset, the Quest 3. The new device boasts a new design, updated internals, and full support for mixed reality apps. The Quest 3 will cost $499.99 for the 128GB model, with a larger storage size to be announced later. Compared to the Quest 2, the Quest 3 has a 40% slimmer optic profile, making it feel both more compact and lighter when wearing it. The new Touch Plus controllers carry over the improved haptics of the Quest Pro and feature a streamlined, tracking ring-free design. It's worth noting that the controllers don't have built-in cameras or onboard processing power. Overall, The Quest 3 looks like an improvement on its predecessor and should offer an enhanced VR experience for users. Also in virtual augmented reality news, Apple is expected to announce its mixed reality headset during the Worldwide Developers Conference, WWDC. The device could feature high-definition screens and let users see and interact with the real world through high-powered cameras mounted on the device. The headset is expected to be more powerful than what is currently available in the market, and it could retail for as much as $3,000. Analysts predict that it may only sell in the hundreds of thousands in the first year, but many in the industry believe that Apple's announcement will energize consumers and software developers and bring the technology closer to its ultimate promise. While VR has failed to achieve mainstream adoption, some experts believe that Apple's entry into the market could be a game-changer. Historically, Apple has taken existing ideas and refines them in critical ways that make them a lot more appealing to consumers. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Artificial Pulse. We hope you found this exploration of the latest positive innovations in technology to be informative and inspiring. Be sure to tune in again next time as we continue to bring you the most cutting-edge developments and the brightest outlooks for the future.